Biden, did you know that your policies would drive us underwater? In the land Biden, of the blind, you know the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, your Joshua Michaels. We'll punish what is Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to my Christmas special, two days before Christmas, December 23rd, 2023. And boy, is it an amazing time to be alive. This is probably going to be the worst show that I'm going to ever do. Um, I am not proud of what I have to do, but this song demonstrates where the culture is at. It demonstrates how the Overton window of the awareness of deep state, bad actors, corruption, tyranny, all the conspiracies, not all of them, but a lot of conspiracies that used to never been able to be talked about, talked about. People are now bringing it into the counterculture because conservatism is the new counterculture that's where people are longing to it's where people are going now you can look around in isolated incidents everything's there talking about the dead voting election fraud all the ridiculousness we see in the media everything else but I wanted to open with this to demonstrate where we're at culturally because we have to remember there's a couple things and I talk about it all the time on it's because it's so important we have to keep it in the forefront is that when we look around and we get engulfed into our space right and what do I mean by space I mean when you go you're sitting in the bank line you're sitting in traffic you're at home, at work, jumping on your phone, thinking, okay, I'm going to jump on, I'm going to get some information, right? I'm going to go on to Twitter. I'm going to go on to X. I'm going to go on to Facebook. I'm going to go check out the news. I'm going to do this. That's considered your space. When you're going on there, <clears throat> they've had many, many, many years now of interaction and engagement with different metadata capture systems that are learning your behaviors, they're learning your patterns, they're learning your trigger points, they're learning your hot buttons, they're learning your passions, your, your desires. All of these things are constantly being tracked and grabbed. You know, there's pictures that you can see of people that are <clears throat> staring at their phone in the dark or they have a black light or a, uh, an infrared camera and you can see the iPhone sl flashing because it's constantly taking pictures of your microaggressions of your face. And so they're gathering all this information and capturing and doing all of this stuff. And what, is it, what are they doing that for? It's because we're dwindling into this isolated digital gulag system to where you're not even going to know that you're being captured and manipulated. And I want to talk about that, and that's why I play the song, and that's why I'm emphasizing these certain things, is because you have to understand we're well down the rabbit hole. 
But these are kind of Overton windows and landmarks to demonstrate that we're not playing along with it. We're not getting it. We're not being sold this bag of goods by this system. It's not sophisticated enough. It's uh, freaking people texting me right now. It's just crazy. Uh, it's, it's not um, sophisticated enough to hoax us, which is why we went to the meme wars and everything else in the past. But I digress. But what I'm saying is that most people now understand that we're in a war. It's a war of information. It's a war of media, content, truth versus fiction, hoaxing versus not, getting down to the bottom, raw, unedited content to its core. Because it's hard to believe people anymore. What's true? What's not? How do we know what's really going on in the Ukrainian war? What's really going on in Israel? What really happened in Israel? What's really going on in our state? You know, who's really making the decisions and who's behind certain things? And the reason I say this is the worst show is because um, I'm going to make a conscious decision to expose some things that's been going on behind the scenes in my life and try to bring it to the forefront. Simple for the fact that we need to be asking questions. We need to be asking questions about certain individuals that are involved in day-to-day daily activities and family affairs and things that people are making decisions and affecting lives on a daily basis. Judges, attorneys, you know, district attorneys specifically. And how do we circumvent the corruption when you're being targeted because you have a radio show, because I'm outspoken, because I speak the truth and try to bring the raw truth to the public as unfiltered as possible. And in some cases, I get emails of people that state that my show is too heavy because it's too unfiltered. But that's the burden I've been bared. This is the role that I've been put in. I don't even believe it's my choice. It's, 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 a, it's a duty. It's a destiny. It's my job in this small town under this radio network to bring you the most content that I can and try to unpack things that the national guys aren't going to unpack and try to talk about things that are happening locally that most people aren't going to address. I think it's very important. It's important we have people like me in these designated areas, in these smaller communities, on these smaller radio stations. It's very important. And it's also important to recognize you, the listener, how important you are in this fight. Once we realize, once the general public realizes that we're all in a war and what kind of war we need to fight, I think the human factor is very sophisticated, the human brain. And the, the multi-layer understanding and you know, swimming with these things and dealing with these things, especially with COVID, we got to see firsthand how psychological warfare happens, how uh, we can be completely inoculated as a, as a society, but also how we persevere through it 
and start circumventing and navigating through it. We band together, we figure it out, we get down to the problems, we discuss the important information, we cut through everything to try to get back on top, to try to get back to reality. Because for a while there, it was cuckoo land, and you, you guys all know we don't have to relive it. But what's interesting is now we're getting into a more sophisticated front. And that's what I like to talk about, and that's where I like to be, is where are the actors? What's the moves? What's, what's the next thing that's going to come? And I will tell you, with the power outages going on, there, I know San Francisco was out of power yesterday. Maine is having a tough time. This is an ongoing, reoccurring thing, and it's not just because of electric vehicles. It is a strategic, foreshadowing turnoff of our industries, of our systems, meant to make us poorer, less um, reliant on efficiency, <clears throat> to be more acclimated to inefficient concepts and ideas and just the way of life. Oh, that's just the way things are now. We got to wait longer for things. And I'll tell you right now, with the things going on in the Red Sea uh, and the shutdown of these major shipping container boats on their transport paths, you're going to start having longer wait times for equipment going into 2024. All different types of things very similar to other situations that had happened uh, with the siege that's going on in our economy and the siege that's happening around the world in regards to trade warfare, uh, resources, things like that. Resource scarcity is going to be a huge thing. Uh, medical scarcity, and who knows what else is going to be coming. I think the internet's going to be tampered with. Some people believe it's not going to be till 2028. I don't think that they're going to hold back. I think that they're going to keep ramping things up and try to make things so ugly and so unbearable that we're not thinking about anything but survival, thinking that the world is ending, the world's collapsing when it's not, but they're going to try to make it feel that way because they want to entice you into a fear-based system to where you start responding rather than making conscious decisions. And that's the whole point of this show. And that's the whole thing. Um, I will say uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very, very... Um, normally, I don't like to make things about me. Normally, I, I, I don't want to make the show about me um, because it's not about me. I'm just simply wanting to be the messenger. But <clears throat> there's some things that have been happening that I've been undergoing uh, for the past year or so, um, internally things to do with, you know, with my family and, uh, I've been under attack like a real one and the level of sophistication on how this whole thing has played out. Um, now I have some pretty substantial, uh, evidence to kind of back up the sense that this isn't just business as usual. And if this is business as usual, we've heard all the horror stories, right? People trying to take their kids away and doing all these things and these crazy circumstances. But we never always see it at the forefront. Well, now that's trying, they're trying to do that with me. And if I'm going to try to lay out the situation and lay out what's been happening, 
and kind of what and how the court system and the judge, the Department of Human Services, um, you know, CPS, the police, all of these people, how they're incrementally compartmentalized and their goal is to out you. Their goal is to find the most egregious thing that they can or turn something that's not egregious and make it seem like it is. And so it's very interesting uh, kind of navigating through that and we've been kind of going back and forth with, with all of these you know, accusations and things, and things going on. Uh, and it's easy to disprove. It's because, you know, I'm a firsthand witness. These things, these things aren't happening the way that these people are trying to frame it. It's unbelievable. It, it's, it's remarkable how evil and disgusting and despicable some of these people are. And that's where, where you go with the ongoing joke of, uh, of the attorneys, you know, buried to their neck, you know. So I just want to get in and I want to dive into that and I want to use this platform to try to ask real questions because I think I want to, I want to out some names. I want to talk about real situations and real things that are happening. And I want to ask you and ask the public, what do you think? What do you think the circumstances should have been in order to lead to this conclusion? And if it isn't political, which I believe this is all political, and it has everything to do with the show and has everything to do <clears throat> with my life. And this is an attack that has been happening. Who's behind all of this stuff? Is it a Solomon person? Is it, you know, is it somebody else? It's got to be somebody locally who's tipping their thumb on the scales. But now they're starting to mess with my life. And it's anticipated. I was wondering how they were going to... Uh, how they were going to come and try to get me, right? Because they don't like listening to this. They don't like this being on the radio. They don't like this being available. They don't like a well-informed population asking real questions. But sorry to make this about me, folks, but it's, it's a bigger picture into a bigger window. This is just a peek through the looking glass of pinpointing the types of shenanigans that's going on all around us to all the people that are just simply trying to deliver the truth and create prosperity for the future. Listen to Noncompliant America. I'm Joshua Michael. I will be right back. Speculators, I survive skin thick like an alligator. A lot of bonds out there. No affidavit, trying to claim they the greatest with no affirmation. Well, these numbers don't lie, I put that in a statement. Do the math, got my haters pulling calculators. Ain't no time for complainers, it's a fight to death. This is 10,000 hours plus your life that's left. Cause ain't no such thing as overnight success. But I heard good things come to those who like to sweat. Time to face those fears, holidays are done. You know failures are never to get back up. When I don't really give. Where you came from, cause we go seven days a week, but someday ain't one. 
It's time to unmask the truth and expose the lies. The occupied forces do not want you to hear this broadcast. Breaking through the censorship and delivering raw, unedited content, it's Joshua Michael with Non-Compliant America. Welcome back, folks. Second segment. Just wanted to get into a little bit more things. Um, before we start talking about other stuff, uh, you know, we're living in some very troubling times. And there's always that, uh, that, that, that old wives' tale that kind of goes around that becomes an acceptance in regards to uh, the Oregon court system, how corrupt it is. And it, it, it only gives its kids and always favors the mom. And that is a that is a real thing. I had a lot of hopes uh, in regards to uh, this recent uh, dispute that I've been going off for eight years, um, but it's really kind of came to a head this last weekend. And what was so interesting is the fact that uh, I had never seen such bias and such uh, ignoring of evidence uh, in my life. I have never seen anything of that. I'm still in shock by the whole deal uh, because with what we were able to present to the judge on uh, my son's mom of how egregious her household really is and kind of being able to see behind the curtain, the judge ignored it. And that's Judge Geyer, uh, a third district court. Judge Geyer oversaw everything. And throughout the entire case and throughout the entire court system, uh, I swore up and down. He seemed very fair. He's very soft-spoken. He's nice. Uh, everything else. But on his ruling, it's almost as if somebody was there tipping the scales and telling him what to say. Because what he was talking about and what his judgment ended up being, it didn't line up at all with what we presented in the case. I mean, we have uh, domestic, we got to play the 911 videotape, which I think I'm going to play on my show so you guys can hear uh, what the situation was on a school night at her house. <laughs> I mean, and, and the fact that he, uh, I don't even know if I want to talk about all this. <sighs> I don't know. Just know that there's a lot going on. We're all being attacked in a, in a lot of different ways. Um, I have to. I have to really think about if if I'm gonna go to this level. But the fact is, is that this is what a lot of people have to deal with. There's men out there, great fathers, out there everywhere, that are having to endure this. In fact, after this had happened which it was completely sideways. It's crazy. And if you want to know, I'll tell you, uh, this judge basically ruled to take away all of my parenting time with my, with my oldest son. And he ruled to do that. After I provided domestic, um, domestic violence in the other household, we caught him in open perjury. I have them on perjuring themselves, both uh, my son's mom and her husband. We have open perjury. We have the transcripts and them perjuring themselves on the stand. And the judge ignored that too. <laughs> so you can't tell me that there's some bias and stuff going on. And I know this happens to a lot of people. And here's how I know. 
is because after the judge basically revoked all of my time, under no circumstances, he even stated that he wasn't concerned with anything that they presented as far as the health and safety of my child, which usually is the precedent for revoking or reducing time in general. But it's not even about that. It's the fact that he ignored real abuse, real situations that happened in that household. He ignored it and he failed to recognize the perjury which we had on file. And keep in mind, both of these people work for the National Guard. They are active duty National Guard committing perjury in civil cases, civil court cases, which is unbelievable. They're stalking me. They're stalking me around my work. They're showing up, taking pictures, reporting to police, contacting OSHA, all these egregious things that is just preposterous. Um, and, and for what reason, right? But, but I digress, just the fact that, the, that he ignored that. And so, anyways, back to the point of this is kind of becoming an accepting thing. People are like, well, and here's, and here's, the, here's the normal thing that I get. Well, that happened to me. That happened to me. But when your son or daughter is like 20, then they'll come back to you and everything will be normal and everything will be great. Well, let's see, my son is eight right now. And so I, I now, now I have to wait 12 years. I have to lose 12 years of time because that's just the way things are. Come on, guys. Do we not fight for our kids? What's strange to me is, 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 do they not know that I will fight tooth and nail for my kids? I'll do anything and everything that I can for them. My kids are my life. You know what I do when I get off work? Hang out with my kids. Do you know what I do on my weekends? Hang out with my kids. I'm not going partying. I'm not going clubbing. I'm not going dancing. I'm not going, I don't do anything unless my kids are involved. I've actually had friends tell me they can't, I can't come on their boat because it's a kid-free boat. And I'm like, dude, why do you have a boat? It's all about taking the kids out on the boat. Can't be your friend anymore. My kids are my life. My kids are everything. And so the fact is, is that this is complete injustice of the system. And now I have to go through a big, long appeal process. My eight-year-old's going to suffer. He's going to have lost time, anything else. But you know, but you know what? That's just what we got to do. And we're going to fight this thing tooth and nail in regards to the, the true injustices. And we can't let these people get away with this garbage and get away with this nonsense. But what do we do? Be right back. It's just a couple days before Christmas. Sorry if I'm bitter. Sorry if I'm angry. But literally, I just got one of my kids virtually taken away from me. They put me, taking all of my, almost all of my parenting time. I only get to see him a couple times a month. 
right now. A couple days before Christmas has just happened uh, on Wednesday. And Judge Geyer, uh, the 3rd District Court of Marin County, literally felt that it was necessary to do that because I take my son to work with me sometimes and he helps me at work. And that's just a cardinal sin. I'm supposed to provide him with daycare. I'm supposed to take him to daycare and let them, you know, findle and fondle and whatever garbage that goes on around here. I can't take him to work with me. So sorry if I'm a little bitter. Sorry if I'm a little upset. I think it's uh, absolutely egregious and he needs to uh, account for that. Especially when I showed open perjury from the other party as well as a domestic disturbance of her literally stating on the 911 tape that her husband bashed her head on a table. And this was a school night. And the complete justification for him taking all of the time away from me is that it's more stable at her house on a school night. Now listen, I know what you're thinking. This happens to everybody. This happens stuff all the time. But listen, I'm not a bad father. I'm not a deadbeat. I'm not lying to you guys. Literally, my life is my kids. And so it's, uh, it's, it's, I'm still in shock by the whole situation because I can't believe that this is the conclusion that came to you. Now, obviously, I got to appeal and I got to go through all that process. But you don't think my kids suffered enough, right? They're punishing me because I didn't take him to school in 2020 when they did the lockdowns and then they came back and made him wear a mask to school. I didn't take him to school. He just hung out with me. He came to work with me. So now I'm getting punished, even though all the studies state now that I was right. I, it was absolutely proven. One, the masks did nothing. We already know that. But two, is that it actually did damage. Kids that wore masks, it did damage. They have social damage. They're having health issues. Because when you cut off the oxygen of any animal, any human being, you cut off the oxygen, what happens? Your organs start to shut down. You start to lessen your immune system. What's the one thing that they do when you go to a hospital, if you're having certain issues, what do they do? They pump oxygen into your nostrils so you can breathe, pure oxygen. So in what world, in what world would it be logical to the most unaffected population, which is the children, to put masks on them? And we already know this. And so you know what I did? (laughs) All my days, every single day that I had, with my son and they were still enforcing the masks. Cool. Hey, we're going to go get some ice cream, buddy. We ain't going to school that day. I'm going to teach you things in the real world, which is going to be way more valuable than your little teacher is going to teach you anyway in second grade or first grade at the time. You know, and, and, that's, and that's where we went. And it wasn't every day. It wasn't completely taken out of school. We still did stuff. He still got his homework done. He still did all of these things. And so now that is the worst thing in the world. And that's a reason, even though it's not happening anymore, because they're not masking him anymore, even though that's not happening and that happened during that time, they're like, oh yeah, you can't have your kid anymore. (laughs) And I'm like, hey, this woman is getting beat up by her husband. Here's the 911 tape. I should just play it for you. We should just play it. And you could be the judge. 
But right before Christmas, yeah, this is happening. And I know there's a lot of other things to talk about. There's a lot of craziness. There's a lot of great things. Tucker Carlson just just um, started his news network, which is phenomenal. Very well done. Very respected, good journalism, as you know. Uh, but he's got his own platform, its own thing. It's kind of like Mug Club uh, with Steven Crowder. You got to pay, you know, or newspaper. It's got a little paywall on it. But he's a very informed, great journalist. And it's only like seven bucks a month, which is worth it. He just did an interview with Julian Assange, kind of vague. He didn't really get to get into stuff. They wouldn't let him bring cameras in there or anything else, but it's interesting. It's good journalism and it's a good question. What is happening to Julian? If you've seen what's going on with him, you'll kind of understand what the future has to bring. Now we are seeing a lot of victories. We're seeing a huge shift in the counterculture. We're seeing all of these great things that are happening around us. But at the same time, you know, people are getting torpedoed and sabotaged. But the better question is, is who is this judge, Judge Geyer, who is his allegiance to? And what is his reasoning for basically stealing my son's future and all my time with him? It's a good question, right? Who's behind that? And, and, and how can you explain to me it's not politically motivated because what's interesting is i was sitting in this case i was sitting in this courtroom and her judge uh coincidentally his name is alex jones <laughs> it's, it's just it, the parody is just uh, uh crazy because this guy's got like asperger's and uh he doesn't look at you when he talks to you he looks at the wall um, you know, so he's got, he's on the spectrum a little bit. He's really smart, very attentive, you know, he's good, but just pure evil uh, in the sense that uh, he's got no soul um, and he has no uh, ability and, and yeah, whatever. But, uh, but the fact is, is that this was going on and they're like, oh yeah, and he was at the Capitol in January 6th and <clears throat> he was a, anti-masker and he did rallies and events uh around the state on these right-wing conspiracy theorists and he's affiliated with all these right-wing crazy stuff like that and he runs a radio show called non-compliant america can you believe it yeah non-compliant america what does that mean that is the true americanism that's being American is being non-compliant against these tyrannical systems that they're rolling out. That is what American is. That's what this country was founded on. To think that it's so preposterous and absurd and fringe and right wing and crazy. It's none of those things. That's what they want to categorize it as. A conspiracy this. It's a conspiracy that they're trying to mask your kids to hurt them, to inoculate them, to change your routine. They're creating lockdowns to parallel construct the economy and absorb all of the market share. That's absurd. They would never do that. They're giving us experimental vaccines to kill us. That's absurd. They would never do that. They would never do that. Oh, but would they? Now it's all come out. Now it's not a conspiracy anymore. So what's so fringe and crazy about wanting to protect your children and not wanting to take them to school? What's so crazy about that? 
What's so crazy for having a voice speaking out for what you believe in? That's what the First Amendment's about. Having an opinion. Please counter my opinion. Please tell me what am I getting wrong? What am I missing? I'm not being told what to say. I got nobody in my ear. I'm having open free conversations and open free debates with sitting senators, with congressional candidates, with governor candidates, with doctors, with Department of Education people. So, so what am I doing that's so absurd and, and, and crazy? How is that a bad thing? I think it's a great thing. I think it's healthy for societies to have people like me. It's healthy for the futures. So we're all not in group think, thinking, oh, yeah, we got to do this. and Oh, we can't say that. So many people, oh, you, we can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. Why can't we talk about that? And in fact, that window is getting pushed, the Overton window is moving to where we are able to talk about these things. And so I don't want to make this whole thing about me, but the fact is, is that I'm under attack and this is happening and I know it's happening to everybody in some form or fashion, but they finally figured out a way to hit me where it hurts and that's coming after my kids. And so what do I use? I have to use this platform. I have to ask questions. We have to put it out there. We have to know. We need real answers. How is this continuing to happen with the corruption in the court systems? We're seeing it all over the country, especially here in Oregon. But what's interesting is that this whole uh, system is meant to destroy the family, to destroy the stability within children and rip the parents away from each other and create conflict and create problems and get them sucked into the state, get them so socially inoculated that they can't think, they can't feel, they don't know, they're just so emotional and they're damaged. Because where are the parents? Where are the parents? They are getting absolutely annihilated by the system. Just destroyed. You saw what happened to Lindsey Graham when the DHS came after her for standing up for the lockdowns. You know, and she up and left. She went to Arizona because she couldn't handle it. And it's stressful. I'll tell you, it's stressful. But I don't, I don't bend that easy. And, uh, and if they think that they got me and they think that they won, I will tell you, uh, I've just begun. Because we're all under attack in some form or fashion. So this isn't just me, you know, spilling the beans, trying to get brownie points or whatever. This is a real issue. This is a real situation. And we have to protect our kids. Make it all At the money. fundamental core yeah. I know of everything, and that should they be priority number one. Me and back. my buddy, we working hard for this money. Welcome, folks. Last segment. I'm not going to talk about this crap anymore. But just know, you know, we're not done with the story. We're going to get into it uh, a little bit more. Because it's just got to be exposed. We we got to figure out how do we how do we counter 
this corruption that's going on locally? How do we how do we counter it? And I talk about it every week. The most important thing we can do is become a PCP right now. That is the fundamental intro to getting in to stop these corrupt individuals and corrupt judges that are ripping families apart and destroying futures. Destroying. Almost to a point like they enjoy it. It's almost a Bill Gates. He's almost got like a Bill Gates smile and simmer of enjoying creating dysfunction on a demonic level. It's unreal. It's unbelievable. But we'll see what happens, <clears throat> you know, where, where things are going to go. But uh, yeah, so anyways, let's get into some other news here. Let's talk about the economy and what you guys all should be doing for Christmas. I know everybody's out there doing last minute shopping right now. Everybody, everybody, everybody. But let's not forget what Christmas is about. Let's not put ourselves in debt beyond the debt that we're already in, 31 plus trillion dollars as a country. Let's not forget that and let's remember what Christmas is about. It's about the celebration of Jesus Christ and celebrating our families, celebrating our loved ones with us and no longer with us. That's the fundamental thing that we need to be reminded of. Before you get in a frenzy of, oh, I got to get this, I got to get this, I got to get that. Just sit back. It's okay. You don't have to buy things for people because remember, there's five love languages, right? Time, uh, gifts is one. I forgot what the others are, but you get what I'm saying. Sometimes people just want you to answer their call. Sometimes people just want you to acknowledge them and validate them. Tell them that you love them. Tell them that you care about them. That's more powerful than any gift. And I know it's kind of awkward if you don't bring gifts for people and this and that. Um, but don't get caught on the frenzy, folks, because we are in a global depression. They're just not telling us. They're getting ready to shift the dollar and destroy the dollar to where it's not going to have any value. So we're all going to be left with a bunch of useless debt that we can't even fulfill and nobody wants to satisfy it, deeming our currency useless. So we have to be careful about that. We've got to be smart. Because as we all want to go to sleep and go sit and cook our turkeys and hams and, and, and act like everything's okay and, and we're not in these egregious situations, we got to remember and stay diligent and understand that we're in a real war for the future. The war for humanity. Elon Musk talks about it. He's, he's on pro-humanity. He's got eight kids. How many kids do you have? Maybe you should have more. Oh, I don't want to bring them in this world. I don't, I, don't, I don't want to bring kids in this world. Having children, being a parent, being a father, I can only imagine being a grandparent. I'm not, but I can, I can imagine how that's another layer of fulfillment. It's a natural cycle. We all should do it, but that's also how we fight back against this system. If good people have good kids, then that's how we fight in this long, drawn-out generational thing. And by doing that, you have, to do, you have to be healthy. 
because we're getting chemically inoculated everywhere. They're spraying us with stuff. They're putting stuff in the water. They're putting stuff in the food. The, the, the uh, mRNA stuff that's floating around, that they're floating, putting in the meat. All these vaccinated people that are around uh, shedding on people, spreading this stuff. We have to stay healthy. We have to stay diligent in this time period. It's very important. So that's the fundamental way you can fight back. Next, become a PCP in your local county. Well, it's just a PCP. What's that going to do? It's going to do a lot. You put pressure on these local groups, you can take them over. When you take them over, you can make decisions. You can have uh, influence on what goes on politically if you can take over the party with good-hearted, regular American people. Not these stay-behind groups of corruption that are being manipulated by the Chinese Communist Party. And that is happening in Marion County, I will tell you. Very, very, very much so. It's very active. We're actually trying to see if it's tied to what we're experiencing right now. But there's a lot that you can do. Obviously, it's a time to give back and give thanks uh, and help the needy. There's a lot of struggling people out there. There's a lot of struggling people. I'm not talking about people holding signs on the side of the road. I'm talking about people in your circle. People that you see and expose and are exposed to every day that maybe aren't asking for help. Maybe it's important to provide them help. And it's sad for me, and and this is my big fight with Christmas, is yeah, Christmas spirit, it's great. We we all want to give. We all want to love. We all want to feel good about ourselves. We all want to do this. But we should be doing that all year round. We should be doing it all the time. We shouldn't use Christmas as an excuse to be a good person. We should be a good person all the time. We should strive for that. Strive to give all year round. And I'm not talking about just gifts. I'm talking about time, commitment, influence, good advice. You know, you see something, say something. You see somebody going down a wrong path, say, hey, you know, hey, John, you know, I, I know we don't really talk about this kind of stuff, but you know, I, I kind of feel like you're going in the wrong path. Or maybe you shouldn't be flirting with that woman when your wife's at home taking care of your kids. You need to be a good dad for your family and be a good man, be an honorable man. That's, oh my gosh, that is a cardinal sin to do these days. That's why they're going after so many people. We need good, strong men in this world to lead, to lead. And women, you got to take a role as well and lead in your own way. But that doesn't mean you need to be competing with men in what their role is. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah, you can do it. But there's a dynamic shift that's happening And so have you heard this thing going on called trad wives, trad wives, traditional wives, women that they just want to run the traditional role and they're just, they're running away from the wokeism because you you can see the death, the death of the family. You have all these short haired, purple haired people with kids and their kids just, they look like trolls um, and they, they have no social skills. 
because they go into the restaurant with headphones and they're sit, putting an iPad in front of them and just, just massive craziness that's happening. We don't want that. And even in the darkness and the darkest hours and the most destructive time period that we've seen in a very long time, which I think is happening now, in this blue state, you can be a beacon of light. You can turn things around. You can provide hope. You can eliminate the fear that everybody has with their future. It doesn't have to be gloom and doom. We have to talk about it. We have to recognize it. We have to know what it is. But that doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. That doesn't have to be our fate. Don't let them hoax you and convince you that you don't matter. Because every single one of us matters. And we can all make an impact this Christmas. And I hope you guys have a great Christmas. And make an impact. Get outside of your comfort zone. Do and say things that you normally wouldn't say or do. Have a conversation. You would be surprised how much people are hurting and how much they need our guidance and support. Joshua Michael, listening on Compliant America. Have a great Christmas, and we will see you on New Year's.